eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's one thing that we talked about last episode that I feel is very relevant to bring back up before we get off the rails again, um, which is we had a segment about DeBrusque and Lindholm and someone calling their starts unacceptable stats-wise. Um, and Lynn home scores and brusque, I thought had another good game. So uh, just kind of to take off, to begin where we left off last time, guys, um, does this change anything about your thoughts on that conversation? No, because I was, you know, I wasn't really worried in the first place and DeBrusque doesn't get a point Tuesday night, but helps make, Heinen's goal happen. Um, you know, he he goes in on the four check, wins the puck, and then from there, it's just a, it, all five guys on the ice, just great offensive zone possession. You know, Potra kind of wheeling around the zone. Lori makes a nice move to step around to forward. And then McAvoy, you know, kind of moving down and taking the shot and Heinen being in the right spot for the rebound. And I do think, you know, it, we touched on it, but like, Nice to see that line get a goal because they had done some good things, um, but had not yet scored. They also haven't given up a goal, so that's good. But um, yeah, so you know they end up getting this goal, Heinen's first of the season, and DeBrus was a big part of that. And I thought he played well. Besides that, even right down to the wire, the Sabers get a power play late in the third. Game's out of reach. It's five to two. And DeBrusque is killing hard. Like he's working on the PK and um, wins a couple of battles there too. So yeah, I thought it was a good game from for him and Lindholm. Yeah. I just think getting a goal probably helps just being involved offensively helps. We've talked about how no matter what he's doing defensively um, at some point you need him to contribute on the score sheet. So uh you know, good shot through traffic. Levi doesn't get down quick enough because he can't really see it. So, but that's, that's what the Bruins have to do. Like they have, you know, that was on the power play, but just in general, 
they need their defensemen shooting more. They need their defensemen getting more shots on net, being more involved offensively. That was another thing I asked Montgomery about on Monday. And he said, like, you know, yeah, they have to be more shot ready, but also part of it is we just need to be in the offensive zone more. You know, we have to hold on to pucks and set up ozone possessions for our defensemen to activate. So I thought you saw more of that, especially as the Bruins kept building the lead. Um, you know, once they got up, once they're up five nothing, you could see some let up, which is only natural. And, you know, Sabres get some more zone time at that point. But um, yeah, good, good game for both of them. And, and obviously for Lane Tom to get on the score sheet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll echo everything Scott just said. Um, not much more to add. The only thing I'll say on DeBrusque is uh, I'm not, you know, the question last episode and we put it out there, I think, on on uh, Twitter was, are you worried about Jake DeBrusker? And uh, and I'm I'm not. Do I love his game 100% of the time? No, I don't love everybody's game 100% of the time. But for me, I'm not worried about him. I think the production will come. The only thing I'm worried about for him is his psyche um, because you can kind of see it on his face, like throughout the game between whistles and whatnot. You can tell he's pressing. He's pressing the score, and he's getting frustrated with himself that he's not producing um, more offense on the score sheet. I think that's only natural for a scorer to feel that way. Um, so I just think he's wearing it a little bit, and that's the only thing I'm worried about is making sure that he is mentally just, you know, in a good place though he's not scoring. Um, and I think the only, you know, the only way to to really change that is to eventually have a break go your way and, and go from there. I think until he kind of gets a couple in the back of the net, I think he's probably going to wear it a little bit. And then once he finally breaks through, I'm sure you'll see him uh, a, a bit of a different demeanor. I think too, like a lot of the times you, if you're just looking at the stats, you're completely missing some of the other important things that he brings. Like he, he can win battles along the boards. He is a good four checker. He's a good penalty killer. He's on your second power play unit. He gets a lot of ice time. Scott brought that up last time. Um, and sometimes you're not the person who's the most wide open to shoot. So you pass it. And, you know, sometimes your, your lane to shoot isn't there. So the play continues and extends. And the right thing to do isn't to shoot it and to try to get your, your pad your stats. It's to be a team player and to make the right play at the right time. And that's just what the game dictates that you do. So it's not always going to be there for you uh, to just have explosive numbers. Uh, so that's, that's just what I would say about that. And then I'm, I pulled up the uh, Twitter poll that we did. Um, are you worried about Jake Rusk? 69% said, no, he'll be fine. Scott. What? What do you mean? What Scott for, for, two, for two years, you haven't wasted a second saying nice. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Including earlier in this episode. <laughs> but yes. Really? Uh, not even going to say it this time? All right. I'll say it. Nice. 61% yeah. people say he'll be fine. 31% say he's not playing well. So that's, I mean. Yeah. And, and Bridget, yeah, you're, you're right. And, you know, that's a lot of like what I wrote about Sunday is he's still doing other things well. But also to Brian's point, like, and DeBrus said this on Monday, you know, he he's a, he will always see himself as a scorer. So when he's not scoring, like, yeah, it's hard not to, you know, 
to be upset about it. And he said, like, no one hates this more than I do. And then you add into that, it, it is a contract year for him. And no matter, you know, it's easy for the Bruins to, in Montgomery and front office and whoever, sit there and say, like, hey, look, as long as you continue to help us win games in other ways, we're happy with it. Like, you know, don't don't start cheating for offense. Like, that's great, and that's obviously what they should say, and it's how DeBrush should approach it. But ultimately, like, how many goals and points he has is going to play a big role in what his next contract looks like. That's just the nature of the business. So, you know, if he has – if he had a 40-goal season this year, he's looking at six and a half, seven, maybe more million dollars a year. If he has 15 goals this year – the Bruins probably say, well, I don't know, do you really deserve any sort of raise over what you're already making right now? Like, so it matters in that way too. And, um, you know, and I asked abruptly about the it being a contract year on Monday. And he, you know, he said, like, I'm not in any position to think about that right now, but, like, it's, you know, it's hard not, like, obviously you're aware of it. So it's hard not to have it enter your mind at times. And, um you know, again, like that's, that's natural. And I think it's still early enough in the season that he can and should believe that like the breakthrough's coming. Um, but, you know, like Brian asked on the last episode, you know, what happens if, if it's still like this come, you know, whatever it was January or whenever. And it's like, yeah, that would be a legitimate question. Not just like, what do the Bruins do at that point? But also like, where is DeBrusque mentally at that point if he's still not scoring the way that he expects? So um, right now, I think he's still mostly doing the right things. Montgomery acknowledged he sees, you know, a little slippage at times, but obviously not enough to affect his ice time. Um, but yeah, it'll everyone will just feel a lot better if, you know, he scores three goals over the next week and a half or whatever. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I think if you're if you're DeBrusque, you're probably looking at your stat sheet and through 13 games instead of one goal and four assists, he'd probably prefer that he had, you know, realistically like, you know, five or six goals and maybe six or seven assists for around 13, 14, 15 points as opposed to where he is. And I think that when people say, don't worry about him, he's doing all the little things right. I mean, okay, but as we just mentioned, when you're paid to be a scorer, that that mentality, that holding the stick, that's real, right? The pressure starts to compile internally and um, between the ears, and that's just the reality of things. That's why it is important for a scorer to score, even when they're doing little things right. And, and one of the main reasons we said we're not worried is because if he plays the way he's been playing, it's just a matter of time. And that line did score today, and it it wasn't him that put it in, but he worked really hard on that shift. And 
it does feel like that line is getting there and it is just a matter of time for him. So um, if you keep doing the right things, right, things will even out. Obviously, Scott, you're the advanced stats guy. Um, usually you have some sort of stat to, to bear out what you're seeing, uh, you know, high danger chances or expected goals for, or, you know, all of that nice stuff. But I'm sure you put some of that in your article because you always back yourself up with, uh, the best stats. Yeah. I mean, his goes into a fight and his knife is just like a natural stat trick stat, like. Here's my advanced analytics. I'm going to stab you with it. Yeah, like his, I mean, his shot attempts and like individual scoring chances are basically right in line with last year at five on five. It's it's fewer overall because as we mentioned last episode, he's getting half as much power play time because he's not on the first unit. Um, the the one area where like there's a, you know, a little bit of like a noticeable decline is his high danger chances are a little down. So it's like, and if you look at money puck tracks, like shooting distance from the net too, and he's taking shots a little further back than last year, which means like, okay, he's getting some looks, but he's not quite getting as close to the net as he did last year. So like, that would be the area where you'd say, all right, well, instead of, you know, I don't know, being around the slot, get right on top of the crease, like where Danton Heinen was when he scored tonight, you know, get to those areas a little more. Um, but yeah, other than that, like the yeah, he, he is getting chances, just maybe not quite as many great ones as last year. Uh, did you guys notice as the score got away from the um, both the Bruins and the Sabers, although it was kind of out of hand before this happened? But did you did you notice Montgomery shuffle the lines a little bit? He put Zaka between DeBrusque and Heinen, and then Potra between Marshand and Pasternak. Do you think that was? in an effort to maybe see what Pacha looks between those two guys and maybe have Zaka give uh, DeBrusque a bit of a veteran presence and maybe an opportunity to score later in the game. I did notice that. I also noticed at times Montgomery likes to do this. He'll like start a different center uh, on, on a shift or like switch a center in early to play with two different wingers. And then halfway through they'll, they'll uh, switch out and, um, I think he does it on purpose. Sometimes it's just the flow of the game, but I think he does it on purpose to try to just get little glimpses of what pairs and, and lines can look like. And I did notice that he had Potra with Marshawn uh, trying to see what that looked like. And then we, we have seen times where Pasta and Potra look good together. So um, just trying to keep the chemistry a little bit going. If you can get time late in the game to maybe reignite some chemistry there. They did have a good shift of where they had a few chances in close. And you're right, maybe Zaka helps with that veteran presence, like you mentioned, Brian, with DeBrusque. Though I'm not sure um, Zaka gives him necessarily a huge amount more of, uh, I, I guess, as I'm saying this, I'm changing my mind. Um, <laughs> Zaka is a really great playmaker, so maybe he can tee up, uh, DeBrusque and he's a very unselfish player. So maybe he, you know, maybe there is a better chance for DeBrusque scoring with Zaka there. Yeah, it, it might've been partly, it could have been any number of things. And we, we started recording. So Montgomery did his Nesson interview. I haven't seen his like 
press conference with with media yet, but um, I'm going to guess he probably wasn't even asked about that because the game was so out of hand. But, yeah, I mean, it could have been any number of things. It could have been to try to jumpstart someone or, or a couple players. It could have been just, hey, here's a couple combinations I've been thinking about, and, you know, I wasn't going to try it when other lines were playing well and we were in a close game, but, you know, give it a look now. Or it could have just been maybe loading up like some of your better defensive players um, just to have them out there in situations to hold on to the lead. Um, and, you know, Marsha and Patra Pasternak can be sort of the one trio that you just free up and give more offensive um, shifts to. So, yeah, there could have been like a few different reasons for that, but um, I don't know. I just think Montgomery just really likes changing lines in general. Like, I honestly think at times he just can't help himself. He's like, he's like, oh man, this game's going good. You know what I'm going to do? Change up the lines. Here we go, boys. 